You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. We're talking holdouts today. We're talking mini camps. And one of us, at least, has been to a mini camp. Things are opening up around the league and um, a huge tweet storm from Tom Pelissero yesterday breaking down all of the COVID protocols for this season, which I think is super interesting. So we'll get into all of that stuff today. Aaron Rodgers, uh, a little theory about why he's holding out and some other notable holdouts around the NFL. At BD Peacock on Twitter is where you can find me. Matt is at Williamson NFL, a must follow. And that's where you want to drop those questions if you ever want to get involved with this program. Matt, how's it been? You've been at minicamp with the Steelers. What are things like over there? Yeah, it, it was very cool. Uh, it's a three-day minicamp. Um, you and I are recording this on Thursday at noon. So I was there the last two days. Uh, they changed practice time to 11 today. So I'm not going to go down today. And I, I think it'll be a very abbreviated practice. And sometimes this, this last one, they go to like Dave and Buster's or bowling or something like that too. I mean, I don't know what they'll do. It's going on as we speak, but it was fantastic. And um, I'm sure you have some questions, but just to kind of pull back the curtain of where we are with COVID protocols and things like that. I mean, generally with my affiliation with the team, I host a, a, a daily show and this time of year, it's three days, three days a week. It's called SNR the drive and SNR is Steeler nation radio. That's the station they own. So if you go to the Steelers, app or website you'll hear my lovely voice as you are now um and generally mini camps otas we're at the facility like at a booth set up right next to the field and they'll grab a player right after practice and he'll sit down with us and you know that was the general you know way we used to do things for these type of events well we haven't obviously for some time um mini camp or the 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 otas uh, we weren't a part of but this one we were because they were at Heinz Field, and here's what they did. They asked us, I need your date of birth and uh, proof of vaccination. Boom, no problem. And then I get an email late last week saying, we also need you to come down to the facility, get swabbed real quick, get tested before you go to Heinz Field. All right, that's a pain in the butt, but okay, I drive down there, drive home. Obviously, I was negative, I guess. They never told me anything more about it, and you go to the stadium, you're on a list and you can get in and there's not many people invited. The team's on the field at Heinz field. We could either sit in the stands or up in the press box. I just stayed in the press box with my, you know, you know, taking notes and, you know, more, more room to work with my binoculars. And then we did a, a two hour show each day. And we'll do another one today from studio about, you know, just mini camp in general as practice ends and that type of thing from the booth, you know, where the, the play-by-play people do the show for Heinz Field. Um, so very cool. I mean, you got to see everything. Um, we didn't get, we don't get players live yet. They're still Zooming and same with Coach Tomlin and things like that. These are just NFL rules at this point. But I got to watch live football for the first time in a long time. And it was great. You know, I felt like a fan. Yeah. Is that the first time you've been live with the action on the field since the end of the 2019 season? Yeah. I mean, the last event that Steelers sent us to was the combine. And remember, there wasn't a combine this year. So the one before that. Mm. And 
I remember even driving home from the combine and people are, it was like the one of the first times I even heard the word COVID. I didn't even know what it was at that point. You know, <laughs> we were talking about the new CBA and all the workouts and stuff at that point, you know, the world was normal and didn't know what was yet to come. So he didn't do any more live events since then. There was no training camp and I was not even invited to last year's training camp. There was just like 10 or 12 media people. I had no reason to be there. We weren't broadcasting, so I didn't watch any of that. Um, frankly, I do have a seat reserved for me in the press box for every home game, but I never go because I want to watch the other games. If it's a Monday night game or Thursday night game, I go. But if it's just Sunday at one, I don't want to miss all the other action around the league. Yeah. So I didn't even go to the games. You know, So it's the first time I've been at Heinz Field or seen real football players doing football stuff since I heard the word COVID. Wow, that's pretty amazing. And yeah, yeah. The, the, I know there's a lot of restrictions and binoculars are going to come in handy this offseason because even when media and, and some fans in some places are going to be allowed at training camp to watch, there's going to be some distance. Like there's not going to be uh, players signing autographs for kids at, at training no, camp. So if right. you're there, there's going to be some space between you and the field. And I know at 49ers OTAs, the the the, um, the beat writers were like, well, the they're like two fields away from us. We can't hardly even see anything over here. What are we doing here? Yeah, right. That that, that definitely is a problem. Um, it probably just depends on team to team. But speaking of the Steelers, you know, we're still waiting to hear the Steelers and Cowboys, both of them have a lot of Hall of Fame inductees this year, are playing in the Hall of Fame game. They were supposed to last year. They're going to this year, which is only like two and a half hours up the road from me. But I'm still waiting to hear. That's not that far away. It's only like a month away or five weeks away. And we're still waiting to hear, are we going to broadcast from up there? Are we going to have rooms? Are we going to have, you know, what kind of situation is that going to be? I mean, the Steelers and, and, and obviously me don't know if they're going to be at Latrobe at St. Vincent's or are they going to be at Heinz Field like last year or at the facility? And there's talk that the players can't room together. There might not be enough rooms for us media people like it's not that far away and we don't know any of that stuff yet. And it's just all waiting on the NFL, really. That those aren't, you know, team specific rules. Since we're talking about Steelers minicamp, is there anything you took away from Steelers minicamp that, that you can help some folks out with their fantasy drafts? Because I actually saw an article recently talking about the Steelers and uh offensive coordinator Matt Canada, whose whose hands are tied because Mike Tomlin Tomlin wants to run the ball. The Pittsburgh Steelers run the ball, and it's even come down from ownership. It's like you got to run the ball. So uh, maybe there's something to you drafting the Steelers rookie running back in all your fantasy leagues, right? Oh, I I'm a big fan. There's no no doubt about that. Especially as a receiver. Um, to be honest, I can't tell you specific things. I'm like that's against Steeler policy mm -hmm. unless they were addressed by the media. It's just kind of a weird situation. I can't tell you. Boy, they were in this formation, and then they used this motion, and you know. Um, but I, I certainly can tell you that something that I think all teams should be aware of, and all fan bases should be aware of, that when I was down there, there were five to eight players. I would say a lot of them were last year's draft class. You know, that didn't play much as rookies, fifth round picks, sixth round picks. That I've been talking about all year on my Steeler show that I don't know anything more about them than when they came out of college. Cause I've seen them not at all. And they didn't get any playing time. Antoine Brooks is a six round safety last year. Didn't dress much, you know, if anything, just ran down on kickoffs, but a lot of those players around the league, the teams have been around 
that none of us have had a chance to really even watch, I think are going to play a lot more prominent roles than a lot of fans and national media will tell you. Because, you know, how do we know how good they are? I mean, even the Steelers drafted Justin Lane out of Michigan State in the third round two years ago. His, his, fresh, his first year was basically a redshirt year. Last year, he was stuck behind four pretty good corners. So I've hardly seen the guy play, you know I mean? And, you know, they've seen him for two years and they're going to count on him. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you could come up with five to eight Niners that were late round picks or just haven't gotten many NFL snaps for you to evaluate that are going to play bigger roles. So I expect a lot of names to pop up that we kind of forgot about. Yeah. Uh, Jawan Jennings for the 49ers. There's the exact guy. He was seventh round pick, was on the practice squad all year. Nobody ever saw him. He's at camp this year. They say he looks like he's in really good shape because his, you know, he ran a 4-7, so he's a little sluggish yeah, guy. Yeah. So they said he's in shape, moving well, and he was running with Muhammad Sanu with the starters when Ayuk and uh, there's a bunch of injuries in 49ers camp and some minor mm-hmm. ones, but uh, Ayuk and Debo weren't practicing, so he was running with the ones. So, um, yeah, I was like, okay, look, this guy we haven't seen, and now he's looking pretty good in year two. He's had a, um, he had basically, uh, it was almost a minor league season. You know, you don't see these minor leaguers till they get called up to right. majors, and then it's like, okay, he's been working on something all year long. And it reminds me of something else that's going on in society right now. And um, now that things are opening up, I bet if you go to a bar any given night, it's madness because there's 15 months worth of people who turn 21 that never got to go out and have a good time on their 21st birthday. So there's like a slingshot yeah. effect there, a backlog of young people that are going out to have a good time to be like, hey, I'm 21 now and we're back open. Like, I bet it's madness out on the streets at some point this summer. I bet it is. And then to tie that back to the NFL, I'd even think of this angle so much. I mean, one of the reasons they have these mandatory mini camps this week are let's just break up the summer a little bit. Let's make sure everyone's in shape. Let's not have, give them too much time off, but we all know there's this five, six week period starting really right now where the players are on their own. And if you're getting headlines from your favorite teams and this, this month or month and a half period, it's usually like Johnny got arrested or, you know, we might get a lot of those this year. You know what I mean? I mean, like, uh, these ki- these young kids, a lot of these guys are under 25. I mean, I'm sure they're going to want to go hard before camp. Right. Hey, Trey Lance is one of them. He just turned 21 after the draft. So, uh, he was born crazy. in the 2000s. Yeah, yeah. He and um, uh, there's a few other that were, that were born in the 2000s this year. It's, it's pretty amazing how young some of these guys are. Yeah, so when you see your – headline your rookie or any of your really players on your favorite team headlines you hope that it's like so-and-so is at whatever college working out throwing passes to so-and-so and and not so-and-so is arrested out somewhere doing something so when you're on your own here for these next five months and the world is opening up you're gonna find out who's uh who's got their stuff in order yeah yeah and you know just to kind of talk real quick about what happened in these mini camps it's pretty basic but basically everyone was there like for the Steelers, Stefan Tuitt got an excuse because, unfortunately, his brother was killed last week, so he's with family. But everybody's there. Not every team has that. We can talk about some holdouts that aren't there. But you at least get an idea, who's running with the ones? You know, Who's that slot corner that's going to replace Mike Hilton? I'm not sure, but I have an idea who they think it is. You know, Or, boy, are they going to install more Matt Canada motion and stuff? Hmm, I have a pretty good idea if that answer is yes or no now. You know, I mean, they're not real complicated stuff, but you know, you can tell 
what they think of their incoming guys. Is this rookie starting with the ones? Is he down the depth chart? You know, we see the new formations, you know, just basic stuff, but it, they're valuable. And brings me to this point. I wanted to bring this up last week. There's a couple teams that canceled these. And one of them is the Houston Texans. Like, who do you think you are? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I can't imagine any team canceling these. Uh, they are valuable. And everyone has some sort of change, a new quarterback, a new coach, a new scheme, certainly new players. But if you're the Texans, you don't think you need this with 30-some free agents and no quarterback and, you know, a new coach and new schemes and, ah, we don't need it. We'll be fine. What are you thinking? That one really stood out to me. I, I, I don't yeah. really understand what's going on there. But um, I guess better that than get the few players that you have that are important hurt. I don't, yes. I don't know. I really don't know. Well, there there's a theory from one future Hall of Fame player that is currently holding out. There's a, a theory about why he's not around, and maybe he thinks that some of these things aren't necessary, at least for veteran players. So let's get into those holdouts and some more of the COVID protocols for teams coming up in the 2021 season next on Peacock and Williamson. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. I know they have helped me, and now they want to give you even more help with a Credit Karma money spend account you can be rewarded for good money habits where you can win cash reimbursements just for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma money debit card, you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements for items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your instant karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. Credit Karma money progress starts here. So right now, go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. We talked a little bit about some of the COVID protocols, Matt, that are in place this year. And essentially, you're going to want to be vaccinated or it's going to be a real pain in the butt for you. <laughs> so, yes. uh, like, uh, let me go to it's Tom Pelissero, who does a great job, and he broke down a lot of the stuff here. Uh, essentially, the NFL and NFLPA have agreed to updated COVID-19 protocols for the 2021 training camp and preseason. How different will life be for vaccinated and unvaccinated players from the memo that just went out to clubs? Essentially... Uh, unvaccinated individuals will not travel with the team. You're not on the team plane. You're traveling separately. You are essentially confined to your hotel room. You can't have guests. You basically fly by yourself, sit in your room until kickoff. No seeing friends or family. No using the hotel gym, the pool, the sauna, minimal eating and drinking, even while you're on whatever plane you're on. So um, it's it's going to be very difficult for any players any coaches, any personnel, staff that travels with the team if they're not vaccinated, essentially, is what the, the rules are breaking down to be. And for the media, fully vaccinated media will be permitted to conduct in-person interviews with players for the first time since early 2020. 
unvaccinated media will not be allowed in the press box, field, sidelines, locker room, etc., and obviously not have face-to-face interviews. So if you're in the media, you can't do your job. Uh, there's no point you being there no. if you're not vaccinated. A couple of more things to touch on is there's even more rules for the unvaccinated in terms of when they're in the facility. You know, like they can't eat lunch with their teammates. They have to have social distancing in the locker room. Like they're not going to have a locker next to somebody. It's going to be six feet away from everybody else. Um, there's some other rules, too, you know, that are very prohibitive. You know, I mean, they are treat they are very segregated. They are treated much different than everyone else. And a couple things I want to touch on there is, you know, you're, I guess you're not legally allowed to tell your employees you have to get vaccinated or they can take you to court. But they can also fine you if you're unvaccinated and you're out to dinner. You know, it's like a $50,000 fine if, you know, this guy, Johnny, doesn't want to get vaccinated and he goes, sits at a bar and has a beer or he's out with his family at Chuck E. Cheese. That's a $50,000 fine from the team or the league. So <laughs> they can they can't tell you you have to get vaccinated, but they can sure make it uncomfortable for those that don't. And I was thinking about this too, like so you know for you know 40 some players are pretty much guaranteed a roster spot. But if two people are fighting for that fifth safety job on your team, and they're basically equals, they're going to keep the vaccinated guy. You know, it's just so much easier to deal with. I mean, an unvaccinated guy can't do as many things. I mean, there's going to be more problems for everyone in the facility to take care of. And, you know, my, my last note is you mentioned the media, uh, and I told you about that Steelers show. I do it with Dale Lawley, who's been a beat reporter for the Steelers for forever. And he's like all beat reporters have hated this pro this COVID stuff because they can't really do their jobs this last year either. They can't grab a player to the side and talk off the record or even on the record and ask them, you know, 10 or 12 questions that they want. You know, they take turns in this COVID protocol. They may get one question in on a zoom call and everybody has all the same information. So Beat reporting has been very different different this last year and is about to change back to how it used to be. And with the beat reporters on the Zoom calls, too, they can't even do the follow-up questions because their mic gets no. muted. And then sometimes the player forgot, like, the second part of the question. And it's just a cluster F. In a lot of ways, it's like you can't really get that in-deep conversation and get that secondary question and you need to follow up on something that you're trying to write about so it's been difficult for everybody to do their jobs and uh yeah essentially if you're not vaccinated it's going to be really really hard for you to be a part of any organization especially on uh, travel games but here's here's one note uh this last note i have from tom pelicero the mandatory use of face coverings has been eliminated for fully vaccinated coaches under the updated protocol so goodbye to andy Reid's mask and other vestiges of the 2020 season yeah i mean even when i was at heinz field the last two days no mask i thought for sure they're gonna at least make me have a mask because i might run into a Steeler employee that would run into a player no i mean i mean everyone's vaccinated and i just walked in and out as usual very interesting stuff there uh, get vaccinated yeah. and make life easier for you and everybody else around you is what the nfl is telling the rest of their employees in the league and now we have that six week stretch or so that I bet everyone's running out to do it today that haven't because, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know about you, but that second shot, I didn't feel great. I wouldn't want to be a training camp when I got my second shot and trying to block, you know, TJ Watt. Right. You know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. I, I didn't have any 
effects at all after my second shot. I was surprised. I was prepared for it. So, um, luckily, yeah. but yeah, it's yeah, not something you want to do before practice for the next. Get out of the days, way. That's for sure. Right. Right. So now's the perfect time to do it. And there is some, I think Montez Sweat was a big one where he's like, oh, I don't know. I want more information. And there's a specialist. He's like, well, I don't trust this specialist that's trying to tell us about the COVID vaccines. He's like, yeah, so maybe he's got five more weeks. Maybe someone can convince him or else. I mean, that would just be a pain. If you, if one of your that's players, the thing. It's it, so like, whether it was a good player, a backup player, if any one of your players was not vaccinated and had to do all the rest of this stuff and be separate from the team and fly separately, I mean, that'd just be a pain in the ass. Be a nightmare. I mean, just logistically, financially, you're not going to get the same information. You're not going to get the same opportunities as your teammates. And uh, I mean, here's a little strange example about COVID, though. Too, I mentioned that we had to get um, tested on Monday to, to in order to go to Heinz Field these last couple of days. Well, my co-host Dale said over the weekend he was at a restaurant, and Najee Harris was just happened total coincidence was two tables away. And they knew each other, shook hands. How you doing? You know, like I can run into you at a bar or whatever, because everyone's allowed to do things now, but within the confines of Heinz field, I'm not allowed to be anywhere near you. You know what I mean? Like I bump, you know, he, he bumps into people all day long, you know, every player they're out and about. Oh, that's where you need to get your interviews. So you're kind of back to back at two separate tables, but you can still talk to the guys. So like a, an old right. mob conversation. You cover your mouth a little bit, pretend you have a cigarette in your hand. You're like, hey, uh, so how did practice go today? And you just kind of get or an like, interview going that way. Like slip notes in class. So you want to go steady. You, know? <laughs> you ask the waiter to ask a question for you. <laughs> right, right. Ask him if he's going to split out wide and run go routes. You know? <laughs> I love that. Okay. <laughs> Good stuff. Let's talk holdouts. Who's holding out around the NFL and a theory about why Aaron Rodgers is next. One reason to repair and maintain your car yourself is to save money. And then you can use that for other important things like the mortgage or food or whatever it is you want to spend your money on rather than going to some super expensive repair shop because you didn't take care of the things you could do on your own. Why would you choose to spend, say, 30, 50, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? The guy's behind the counter on his computer. You can't see the screen. You don't know what's on that screen. They might have a very limited stock of items to select from. That is not the case at rockauto.com. An unbelievable selection of any parts you could imagine for your car or truck at rockauto.com. For example, a Delphi fuel pump assembly for a 2005 to 2010 Honda Odyssey. Yeah, they got it. It's about $150 cheaper at rockauto.com than a big chain store. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Been playing golf with a buddy. I always stick a built bar in my golf bag because it's the perfect thing to power you through the back nine so you don't go into the clubhouse and order you know, something terrible for you, a chili dog or burger and fries or whatever. Then your hands or fingers are greasy when you're trying to play golf for the back nine. Quick and easy, have a built bar, roll into the 10th hole and get some protein that will power you through and a lot of times even play better, not weighed down by some huge meal. More room for an extra beverage, too, if, if that's how you play your back nine. But my friend, I have to take two Built Bars because my friend's like, hey, you got one of those Built Bars? Like, scratching his neck. He's like, yeah, yeah, give me one of those Built Bars. I love those Built Bars. And I'm like, dude, you got to go. BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Get your own box of Built Bars because I'm not going to keep supplying 
you build bars every time we play golf because I want to hoard some for myself. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, even great for a keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com, 15% off with promo code LOCKED15. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15. Per field Yates, Matt, these are players holding out, looking for some sort of a contract situation to be fixed or maybe other situation to be fixed around the NFL. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is his own deal. Uh, Patriots cornerback Stephon Gilmore, Dolphins corner Xavier Howard, Seahawks safety Jamal Adams, and Cardinals edge rusher Chandler Jones. Uh, and when it co- we'll get to those names in a second, but when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, Emmanuel Acho was on TV the other day, and his brother is uh, um, a player rep for the union. And during the latest CBA negotiations, he told a story about Aaron Rodgers not showing up to, even though he's a Packers player rep, not showing up to the negotiations the whole time until the very last day when they were going to vote. Aaron Rodgers flew in on the last day and essentially said, I think we shouldn't have any off-season program. We show up to training camp and play. None of this mandatory, unmandatory workout stuff that we're expected to be to uh, be there for during the off-season. We should be able to just show up in training camp and go to work. And so his theory is that Aaron Rodgers, since that did not pass in the vote after he showed up on the last day, his theory is that Aaron Rodgers is just using all this theater so he could get that just for himself because he doesn't want to be there until training camp and then probably he'll show up at training camp and be like, oh, everything's good. We're good. Let's go. Let's go play. So he's just taking some time off. I mean, you kind of laid this out to me before we went on the air and I think the word petty was used. And I love Aaron Rodgers as a player, but he seems unbelievably petty and sort of set in his ways and by principle, I don't think I should go to mini camp and OTAs. So I'm not, you know, I mean, uh, he has enough money to be able to do that and enough clout, but all these guys holding out are going to pay fines. You can't wave them like you used to. And he just seems like a strong, a strange bird. Like I'm kind of excited 10 years from now when we get a football life, Aaron Rodgers. you know, like I have a feeling not skeletons will come out, but there will be some, some odd behavior, you know, some, some weird um, habits or things that he does. That's a beat of a different drummer. Yes, absolutely. And you can tell he's entering that phase of his career and he's, he's doing things right, on right. his terms right now. And when you're a veteran, you've done as much as Aaron Rodgers has, you should have the right. And, and I think there is something to that for some veteran players. That it's like, look, Aaron Rodgers is not going to be here in OTAs. He's going to show up in July and he's going to be awesome. Like, I, I don't even have a problem with that. And so I can see where sure. he's coming from with that. And actually, he was being interviewed recently for this. Um, he was on TNT. He was being interviewed for this golf matchup, this this two on two golf matchup, where it's he and Bryson DeChambeau playing against Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson, I believe it is, in a in a golf match. Yeah, and so yeah, they were yeah, interviewing for that. And Aaron Rodgers, basically, this goes right along with what Emmanuel Acho was just saying. And Aaron Rodgers was like, oh, this is the greatest offseason I've ever had. I've been able to relax and haven't been uh, at uh, any kind of workouts. And I've been able to. And it was funny because just looking at Tom Brady's face during all this, because Tom Brady's like the ultimate grinder and at OTAs and doing all this stuff. So I, I thought it was really funny. And it kind of goes hand in hand. So there might be something to this. And it would be hilarious if the day before training camp, they announce a, a restructure or an extension for Aaron Rodgers where he only gets a bump in pay for like $80,000, which happens to be the exact amount he got fined for not showing up to mandatory <laughs> right. stuff. 
Yeah, mark it down in stone. That's probably exactly the way it'll go. You know, it'll be like uh, the exact number. Here's a here's a little bump, and we're going to give it to you in a signing bonus and spread it out over three years or whatever. You know, yeah, that's funny. And I, I do think I mentioned before. I do think there is great value to these OTAs and mini camps and all these sort of things. But if Rogers or Ben or Rivers and Breeze and Brady weren't there, who cares? You know, I mean, the third round pick that's trying to win a job is a lot more value to him than that. And I meant to say this earlier, I had a really good conversation with a, a Steeler employee yesterday who's been doing this a very, very long time. And he was saying back in the 70s, like the Super Steelers and every team went through this, there were six preseason games Camp was like eight weeks weeks long, and if you won the Super Bowl, you had to play the All Star College team. I, I, like I'm what? like that really happened. Oh like God. so, the Steelers won four Super Bowls, and then they had to play all the the, the, the like the best All Star senior team as like a draft game. It's like that's so weird. Could you imagine? That's you know, amazing. Like, Trevor Lawrence awesome leading a team against Tom Brady right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> That would be really cool. Is there video footage of those games? I need to find it. It's the first I ever heard it. I can't believe it. He's like, so winning the Super Bowl, you had to play an extra game and, you know, like Joe Green against, you know, Bart, Bart Jones or whoever the first overall pick was going to be that year. I mean, like, that's so bizarre to me. Can you imagine the Bucks playing Trevor Lawrence and Najee Harris and, you know, Landon Dickerson, you know, like instead of the combine. I mean, I would pay money for that. And in, in fact, be it'd be great. more, a lot more fun than the combine, I think. Right. A little dangerous, but definitely dangerous. <laughs> that would obviously never happen again, but right. Insane. That's funny. Okay. So that's Aaron Rodgers' situation, which is very interesting. Uh, do any of these other names stand out to you as far as holdouts before camp right now? We've got uh, Stephon Gilmore for the Pats, Xavier Howard, Jamal Adams, and Chandler Jones. The one that stands out to me is Jamal Adams just because of what the Seahawks traded to get him, and now you got to pay him. And everybody knew that was going to happen, and he said, no, I'm not going to hold out last year. But now it's like, okay, we're going into the last year of this thing. You, you, you traded for me. Uh, I've got you right where I want you. You're going to make me the highest paid safety in the NFL probably by a lot. Which is sticky. I mean, Seattle had to know what they were getting into. We all mentioned it when they traded him, like you said. But, <laughs> I mean, the Jets are paying Marcus May. They're extending him. And I bet if you gave the Jets true serum, they'd rather have May than Adams. I know that sounds blasphemous, but these deep safeties are more valuable Adams doesn't cover people well. I mean, that, that's what's overlooked. Yeah, he's a great playmaker. He's a phenomenal pass rusher. But I'd rather have Nick or Joey Bosa rushing the passer. You know what I mean? Like, I don't – I understand he wants money, and that was a foregone conclusion when the trade was made. But I would have a hard time paying him. He's such an odd player. He covers he fine for what he is, which is a hybrid linebacker, box safety, but he's not, you right. know. And he can split out. He'll split out with guys, and he plays all over the formation, but he's not mm -hmm. your... He's an impact player. Yeah, he's not Minka Fitzpatrick in center field or anything like that. So very different no. styles of players. Tyron Mathow that comes down and plays yeah. a slot against Wes Welkers. You know, like, no, 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 you know. Um, the one that does stand out to me, though, is Howard in Miami. Just from the fact that if I'm him, I'm clearly their best defensive player. I often follow number one receivers. Uh, goes into the slot lately. And I bet he's just looking around going, you gave Byron Jones like record-setting corner money a year ago. 
you signed all these other guys who are gone, the Van Noys and people like that, that you gave big money to. And then you just gave Baker, the linebacker, an awful lot of money for being a intriguing young up-and-coming linebacker, but not a top 10 player at his position. I'm way better than all these guys. I'm the straw that serves the drink on defense. 10 interceptions. You're coming off a season where this is the time to strike. I, that's what I see with this with yeah. Xavier Howard, too. It's like uh, for all the things you mentioned as well. And strike now. 27 years old. You're going to be turning 28 this offseason before the season starts. You, you want to get that payday shot. now. It's your last chance to get a huge deal or something before you're in your 30s. You're just coming off this big season. Now's the time to strike. So I think timing is huge for Xavier Howard with the Dolphins. Yeah, I 100% agree. The other two, Stephon Gilmore and who was the other one? Chandler, Chandler Jones. Jones. I yeah. mean, coming off a, a lost season, I, I mean, I guess that's kind of like Hunter in Minnesota. We know you're great. You know, Jones is getting up in age. Maybe it's his last chance to cash in, but, you know, you're not coming off your best year. Both of those players in their 30s already had you know big contracts and probably want to get that yeah. one last payday uh gilmore 30 on the back nine Jan- chandler jones 31 so they still have some time left and it, there's it's kind of been the writing on the wall for stefan gilmore and i think you know he knows how the patriots do things he's not going to get that deal with the patriots so i thought he was a big time trade candidate this offseason but obviously the patriots are in it to win it this year and they're they're paying people so that's an interesting one there because i don't think the patriots are going to give him any new money but they would probably love to have Stephon Gilmore around this season before they let him go in the offseason. There seems like there's more to that story. And I think a lot of it's like what you said, that we would much rather sell you a year late than a year or a year early than a year late. Defensive MVP two years ago was fine last year, but was not a top five type corner. Not young, as you mentioned, expensive. They're always using a lot of capital on secondary pieces. I'm sure there's guys they like that are coming up through the ranks. So maybe they just didn't get quite the asking price they wanted, you know, but I bet they shopped them or at least had discussions. And he probably knows that. So yeah, that's right, why right, he's right. like, well, I'm not going to feel get quite hurt in OTAs then if that's the case. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, if he right. Shows good up. point. We'll see if any of these guys show up. There, there, there could be some new deals on the horizon, especially for Jamal Adams. And Aaron Rodgers, that's think, the fun one. Yeah, Let, yeah. Let's let's see how where that goes and see what kind of other reports we get because I feel like it's just going to be weird and nutty until Rodgers comes in and there's some ego involved there and he comes in and saves the day. Hey, I'm back at camp. Yay. And everyone loves him. What are you talking about? Him. I didn't think there was any problems. Yeah. yeah right. Although, hey, this is good for Jordan Love too. Give him all the reps. He, can, he, he didn't have a normal offseason last year after being drafted. This is kind of good for the Packers in a lot of ways, except for the public like dragging through mud. If Rodgers right. really isn't that mad at people, then you know the, the Packers should act that way and Rodgers should act that way and it should be pretty quiet and then he shows up and let the guy have a couple months off and let the rookie get all the work he can get. It's a win-win for the Packers in a lot of ways if that's the case. Which brings us back to like the start of the show, you know, where I said boy, there's a lot of fifth round picks that the team really liked when they drafted, but they've never seen the field. And we don't know if they're any better than when their rookie year or their college, you know, draft profile and loves really the only early pick you can say that about, you know, like I was asked about him on a, a radio show a couple days ago. And I said, well, last time I saw him in college, he was coming off a bad year after a great year. 
Is he better now? I would assume. I know he's not just sitting around eating pizza and drinking beer. He's working on getting better. But I don't know. You know, I didn't see a preseason snap of the guy. So yeah, no he's a perfect example. You know, what is what's happened to him in the last two years, basically? Zero clue. And also, he's got the first round tag, and he's got all that physical ability. He could come out and be right. like, "Oh wow, this guy's amazing." He's amazing, yeah. right? I mean, his last year in school, he he lost like ten starters and a new coaching staff, and we can excuse all those things away. And he learned from his mistakes, and he sat in a meeting room and watched Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Uh, I mean, like, I can't wait to watch him in the preseason. Yeah, that'll be a good ticket in the preseason. It's going to be a fun preseason. A lot of spots up for grabs compared to normal. A lot of players we haven't seen before. So thanks, Matt, for your insight to minicamp. And we'll continue our reports getting a ton of nuggets from around minicamps in the NFL. Who's shining? Who's not? We'll cover those on tomorrow's episode of Peacock and Williamson.